It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. And by God, this is the BS. Uncensored. Alright, there it is, episode 20 of the BSU, the BS Uncensored Podcast. My name's Jason Bailey. Thanks for being here. There is Nikki D. That is me. How you type with those Kurgers, I have no idea. All right. Just like you see me doing boom, 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 boom. Do you type with the nail or the finger? The nail. God, that doesn't look comfortable. It is. It's fine. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. What about when you're with a guy? Does it scrape his, you know, dick? No, Ooh. it's a good grasp around it and it looks really pretty. Yeah. Well, that's important when the... Yeah. That's important when you're grabbing a penis is how your hands look. <laughs> uh, there's Nelson. Hello, Nelson. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Uh, better now that we can do the podcast. I swear to God. Uh, and there's Dougie T. I, hey. Like, this is this is my therapy. I swear to God, this is my therapy. Because I don't have to rush the conversation. Uh, there's no rhyme. There's no reason. I, I just, I just, I just, uh, had a rough week. You know, of course, I was extremely sick. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I just have, I've had a rough week. I had a rough week. It's just been. Are you feeling better? Oh, no. No? <laughs> Your illness coming back down on you? No. You know, you know what I did realize, though? I'll tell you something. I, this is what I realized. I realized that I, I have more regrets in life than I ever thought I did. Really? Yeah. I, I've always been the guy. I know, shocker. That's even if I did, I'd never say it out loud. Right. Uh, just because that's how I am. Mm-hmm. You keep it to yourself. I keep it to myself. And I've reached an age at 48, almost 49, where there's no going back. You know, you see these stories of like redoing at 50 and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like you're the one percenters. Once you're in, you're in. Whatever it is that you've been doing, you're doing the rest of your life. It's just how it is. At least in my world. I can't pivot like that. I can't adjust. So, um, but I've never claimed to have regrets. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few in my life that I've that I have. We all have regrets, you know. Yeah. But there's a few, and 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 I've, if it's with somebody, I try to tell them that's like I had a really honest. I mean, my daughter is so smart, and she had to have a sit down with me uh-huh. the other day, and she, I, we had never had one of these types of talks. She before. called it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's wow. some things going on at the house, mm-hmm. and she sat me down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that girl's brilliant. That girl's so smart. What'd she say? I don't want to get it. That, 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 that I can't get into, but she just is really, really smart. Okay. And there was a regret that I had with her when she was younger that uh, when I got angry, I'd said something, and I'd, I was waiting till we took her to college. I was going to take her out to lunch and tell her that. Because uh-huh. I knew I'd probably cry or something like that, and- you know, it just kind of all came out during this very emotional conversation. Mm-hmm. So I got that off my chest. And it made me feel good. Oh, that's good. You know, because I, I like there's not a day that goes by that, that I don't have it. Like any regrets that I have, they will eat at me on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But I realized, I've realized lately, I don't know, in the past 10 or 11 months, that uh, my biggest regret is that... I've been too perfect. What does that mean? I've played by the rules. Mm-hmm. I've tried to do things by the rule. I've lived 
for the most part, a perfect life. I've not been arrested, right, or at least not charged. And I've not, I'm not a cheater. I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. Uh, I, I'm a, a fairly decent person. I guess it depends on who you ask, right? But, I mean, I, I've, I've played by the rules. And that, to me, is my biggest regret. You wish you wouldn't have played by the rules? I wish I would have gotten into drugs. I wish I would have been arrested. I wish I would have a record. I wish I would be depressed. I wish that maybe even I've almost committed. So I wish I had all that shit in my life. I've done most of those and it fucking sucks. So I would say, no, you don't want that. Yeah, but you didn't play your cards right. What, oh, and how, what did I do wrong? Please. I don't know because I, I'm not in that world. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just know that I see people that on a daily basis, all they do is tell the story about how they were an alcoholic, how they were a drug addict, how they're depressed, how they suffer from, how they were incarcerated when, and like the world stops. They get handed shit to them left and right. And I don't get any of that. Nelson hasn't gotten anything handed to him. Well, again, he's not playing his cards right. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, he fucked it up. And I don't yes. know what he did, but he just didn't do it right. The majority, you would agree, if you have a past or a present currently like that, you kind of you, you get a pass for everything. You know I mean? Like, if you act up at work, like, I'm, you know, this place can't stand me. Let's be honest. This place cannot stand me because I'm a redneck from Georgia. And I speak my mind, and I'm not a kiss ass, right? And I and and, and I'm, I'm 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 abrasive, and I'm a monster, and I'm you know jacked, and you know all these things, you know. So if I had one of these problems, I would get the pass. They would be like, oh, you know what? He said that it's only because he's depressed. You know, he's depressed. And do you understand what I'm getting at here? I kind of get what you're saying in this case. They, people do give passes to people like, oh, they're in therapy or they see a therapist or right. they have whatever going on. You're right. You're okay. Right let, let, let me give me let me give you another example. Nelson, you know, he's claiming that it doesn't work out for him. OK, mm-hmm. it does work out for him. He just has not learned to take advantage of it. Okay, He's still, of course, a part of the radio show. I wish he were. God, do I wish. No offense, Doug. But I wish that he were with <laughs> me every single day. Uh-huh. But he's not. Right. He's back in Nebraska, and we're doing. He's you know he's on his little mikey phone, and he's got the Zoom thing going like that. They wouldn't do that for anybody else. No. The only right. reason they're doing that is because he's so fucking pathetic. <laughs> right. I mean, they feel sorry for him. They're like they know he's forty-two years old and is fucking broke with two kids and living mm-hmm. with his ex-wife. Yeah. I don't say any of these things to be mean. I love you. That's all the truth. I'm just making a point. Exactly. The truth. I speak the truth. It's all the truth. And because I'm not depressed on drugs in jail mm-hmm. or an alcoholic, I'm an asshole. Did you write all those down? I did. I saw you keep glancing at the paper. Took, like, took notes for the podcast. He notes. I don't really I'm not put drunk. Uh, alcoholic. Make sure that's on the list. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not any of those. I don't. Things. I don't put much show prep into the podcast. <laughs> right. But I did write down those. For I was trying to think of a fifth, but I couldn't think of one. Anyway, where was I? Oh. Drugs, depression, giant. Right. I had a voice though. I had a thing going. But he's, you know, he's all fucked up, right? He's got all these things going on. He has yeah. issues. But they, yeah. you know, they don't want to. They don't want to just say, "Hey, man, we got to let you go," because they'd feel bad. Like he literally was in a contract. He and, was, and he just fucking walked out. I mean, I still am, I guess. You are right, I mean, right? Yeah. Technically. Now, granted, a lot of it's because you know they don't have a plan B and all this other stuff, and the mm-hmm. you know, and, and those things, and the lack of around here. But you know, most places would be just like go pound sand. 
You know, go suck a kangaroo dick. Get out of here. But that's not what they're doing with him. Why? Because they feel sorry. I don't have, that's the thing. I need people, I don't have anyone to feel sorry for me. There's nothing to feel sorry for me for. And that's my biggest regret. Why are you going to come up with something? It's too late. Oh, okay. It's too late. It's never too late. It's not. You could go start seeing a therapist tomorrow. Yeah, you could crash and burn your life right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, my God, what is going on with Bailey? Okay. We feel sorry for him. Stop you all there. You can't do it at this stage in your life Mm. because they don't, people don't care at this stage. Then you just become a fuck up. You have to been suffering from it from an early age because then you can blame it on something. Mm. You can blame it on your childhood, your drunk, touchy uncle, your upbringing, the state, blah. Blah. You know where you grew up. Well, I mean, some drunk, touchy uncles probably did fuck some people up. Let's, I mean, let's not let's not take that away from those who were touched by an uncle. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm. That's my point. Is it does right? You get credit. Look, dude. It. I'm never looked at like those people. And you have any idea of the what the shit that I went through when I was a kid? I've told the story. Mm-hmm. You've step- told the story of the things that you've been through and being beaten and things like that. But it's the way that you tell it that I don't think people even feel sorry for you then, right? Because you you make it like funny. You well, don't t- you don't make it like mm-hmm. a serious thing. The most serious you've ever been talking about your stepdad was well our last uh, uncensored podcast we put up, and you really got deep in that one and i i for the first time felt like ouch like this is deep this hurts but i can't do that on the radio because it's supposed to be uh you know especially with the uh you know 30 seconds of airtime they give us you know it it's got to be it's got to be you know <laughs> i mean that's what radio is now it's all this <laughs> make sure you hit it <laughs> get out <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be good it doesn't have to be compelling. It doesn't have to be thought evoking. It just has to it just it just has to get you through. You know, yeah, I think you could still like emotionally put in like what you've been through as, as a child and people could feel that. Okay. Especially people that can relate that's been through the same things. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm I don't get, I want people to feel sorry for me. That's all I'm asking. You want people to feel sorry for me. That's the whole point, you. Nikki. Is that's my regret. I have nothing that anyone. No one's going to feel sorry for me. I don't have anything to feel sorry for. Like even the things that you should feel sorry for, you don't feel sorry. And then you get the smart ass fuckers that'll be like, "I feel sorry for you." No, you don't. That's a mm. lie. You just lied to me. You don't really do that. You're using that as a catchphrase, like the Rock. You know, you don't really feel sorry for me. And then if you get people to feel sorry for you, what happens? Back to my original point, you get a pass. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That I agree with. Hmm. See? This all makes sense. You guys look at me that like you're a little dumbfounded what I'm talking about. I mean, about. I, I, I see what, what you're saying, saying yeah. but like I still don't have that mentality. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I don't want your woe is, woe is me's or, oh, I'm, I'm sorry or I'm sad for you. That's the way that I'm built, too, and I don't want it. Even now, I don't want it. Excuse me. Who's the boy barely dressed walking behind you in your house Don't in Nebraska. That close. <laughs> that's my that's my I guess she's my stepmom. That's her nephew. That's he's supposed to be house sitting while my father is out of the country. But Nelson doesn't talk to him. Look like he looked like a young Adam driver. Yeah, he's a very handsome young man, about twenty five, 
But Nielsen Good doesn't talk dude. to him. Nice. It's not that I didn't. Talk, I don't talk to him. I was on the phone with you for fuck's sake, <laughs> and I walked out into the kitchen, and I didn't see he was sitting over in a chair on another naked. side of the room. It's naked. a very large house. Okay. I I don't know if I'm. I don't. Know. It was uncomfortable for me. So look, we saw the uh, the lady, couple ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the house cleaners, allegedly cleaning, right? <laughs> and so now we see this young man in very short shorts and a very tight shirt walking. I think he's he, he's he's at like some house in the I'm middle sure. of Fuckfestville or something. <laughs> I think you're into some freaky shit, dude. I am into freaky shit, but I'm not in the middle of it right now. Are you fucking the dude? I'm not fucking that dude. No. Are you sure? Uh huh. Why do you? He had to look look around. I'm looking like (laughs) to make sure he doesn't hear him. I'm not fucking him. I think you're fucking. I think you're driving the driver. I'm not. I let him watch. You know what I mean? You with the house cleaners? That's weird. Like his shorts are all up to his balls, and he's walking around. How did you get that good a look at him? It's like a tiny window you're looking through. I see everything. I see everything. <laughs> I do. I see everything. Like you, it explains a lot what walks behind you. I don't even bring it up half the time. <laughs> I I only notice it when you tell me something happened. I know. Like I'm not looking at my individual cam feed, so I don't see what's happening behind me. The kids call me observer. Kids call me observer. 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 Yeah. Observer. Yeah. Licky boom boom. Yeah. Do you have anything, Nikki D, that you would want people to feel like? I don't know what it's like to have people feel sorry for me. Like it's awful. I've never. Well, I've never had that feeling because everybody, you know. Like or hate me, you 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 think that I'm this certain way, maybe because of my embellishment sometimes on the air, or because of a personal situation that you've all like nobody takes responsibility. Like I know who I am, and I know what I do, and I know what I say. But it seems like most people don't know who they are, mm-hmm. and they don't realize what they say, and mm-hmm. aren't willing to listen. At least I'm willing to listen. The biggest issue I've had in my life, and in, in- I don't really know even what to call it is people feel as though I'm missing a a feminine gene and I'm not motherly and I'm not nurturing and caring and and those type of things. And a lot of that is correct. And it's because um, I was raised by a man. I was raised by my father and he was a military man. When my mom left, I was very young. So I didn't get a lot of the, maybe the nurturing things or, you know, I didn't learn how to decorate and or hang curtains or stuff that your mother's supposed to be there to teach you how to do. I did not get that. I had my father. Put up a Christmas tree. Right? So, whatever, Nelson. Care for your daughter. So, people (laughs) want to look at me and be like, oh, I feel sorry for you. You you wasn't raised with your mom. Don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine. I turned out great. My dad did a great job. And I have a good relationship with my mom now. So, don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine. That's our problem. You nailed it. You're a genius. What's that? You're brilliant. You and I are two peas in a pod. You and I share the same problem. We don't want anyone to feel sorry for us. I don't. We, well. That me neither. Mm-hmm. We've got to flip it. We got to flip that shit. <laughs> we have got to learn to let people feel sorry for us, and it starts right now. Nobody's gonna feel sorry no, for no, no. me, even if I walked around with the moping and the whatever. It is. We've got to find things that we can. What's the word I'm looking for, Nelson? Exploit. No, not exploit. Yeah, exploit, but Kinda. accentuate. Yeah, you know, like we've got to put it out in the in the. In the universe. So whether they're real or not, you know, it's 
My sister does that, and it, I hate it. I understand that, but people still feel so. You don't, but people do. So, like, if I go out in that hallway, right, at work, and I look like I'm upset, mm-hmm. people automatically, what, think I'm angry, mm-hmm. okay, uh-huh. because that's the big bad monster Bailey. But now if I start doing that, maybe change it up just a tad. And, and let tears and, roll down your eyes? And get, get Well, I don't know. I, I, I can't go. I, I, this is first inning. <laughs> I can't get there just yet. So if, 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 you know, and everybody listens here because it's this communal, weird, cult-like thing. So if I'm able to talk loud enough and tell people a sad story, maybe possibly they'll feel sorry for me. Somebody may pull me aside and go, yeah, I, I know what you're going through. I've been through that, too. Maybe. You know? Do you have a sad story to tell? Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, I can Because you've got to have one to tell. Yeah, I mean, you didn't hear what happened, did you? I didn't. What yeah. happened? So, the other couple, last couple of days, mm-hmm. I haven't been feeling well. Right. And there's a reason for that. Oh, what is it? I had to go to the doctor. I was having some pains, mm-hmm. some uncomfortable feeling in my abdomen. And your fingertips <sighs> were turning blue, too. That's what started it all. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I went to uh, a finger doctor. Right. Yeah. And he sent me to an abdominal doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they found out that I have this very rare abdominal blood disease. I don't want to call it a disease okay. because they have yet to label it. Oh, <laughs> you're the first one with it. Possibly. Oh, I could goodness. be patient zero. That's Uh-oh. what he said. So, uh, I thought it was. I thought it was over. Uh-huh. I really did. And but they didn't say that. They just said, you know, we're going to try a couple things. So currently, I'm in a beta testing phase of a lot of these different antibiotics and drugs. Mm. And they said it stems from my childhood and the stress that I've incurred through, you know, abuse, abuse. Abuse. Yeah. Oh. And mainly stress at work, uh-huh. radio in particular, and people. Certain. But he actually even said names, and I didn't even tell him names. So but it flared it up. It flared it up. Okay. So. Outside of being, the word is targeted uh-huh. by certain people at work mm-hmm. because of who I am, um, I have this very rare dis- disease. situation. Right. And, Could be a disease. We don't know yet. And I and normally I'd keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. But I think now I need to tell people because I want them to feel sorry for me. And, and mm-hmm. I might want to go fund me at some point in time. Oh, of course. Or a right. benefit concert. People will definitely feel sorry for you if you do a GoFundMe. Yeah. Like a we are the world. Like we are fucked you know mm-hmm. or something you know like just do something <laughs> for me <laughs> i'm sick of living my life with this shield of masculinity uh-huh i need to push it up a little bit you need a little estrogen i need i need a little pansy i okay. need a little nelson right so i'm gonna start i'm gonna start i'm gonna put a dress on i'm painting my nails and i'm gonna start opening up about fake fucking feelings Oh. You know, even if I'm feeling that way, I'm going to open up because people like that for some reason. They like when you open up. Mm-hmm. They do like that. You're right. And I don't know why. You know, I think it makes them feel closer to you. Nelson hates. No, it makes them feel better about themselves. Nelson hates the person I am. Like, I'm everything that he is not, but I think deep down inside he wants to be. But he hates that I'm the guy that shields up. 
you know, that I don't release all. You know, he's told me before. He's like, man, you just do all this stuff. So, like, you know, I've, the last couple of weeks I've opened up. I've talked to him about stuff. And you know what I got to tell you? What? It fucking sucks. He's not even listening half the time. <laughs> the he is not? very occupied when you are talking to him on the phone. I will no, give you that. You guys Sometimes are ridiculous. he's zoned in, but most of the time it's like, That's the, did you hear me? He's like, hold on one second. I'm finishing this one thing up and then I'm going to be there with you. That's the thing. <sighs> I, okay. Like, I'm sitting here. and The other day I was opening up to him about this abdomen thing that I got going on. Uh-huh. And you could just hear. He wasn't paying you any attention. Not none attention at all. Like was he fixing noodles and stuff for the kids. Exactly what he was. Probably so. That's what he does rice, to me a lot. Rice and noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Rice but and I, noodles. But I could hear. <laughs> I could hear that he wasn't interested. You know, no, and you just like a, after after the first, you know, like you know, I need if I need your ear, I need your ear. <laughs> so after the first hour, I could just tell he wasn't interested anymore. <laughs> after the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> you had worn him down. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. I was trying. I was. I took all those years, fifteen mm-hmm. years exactly, that I've known the man, and I thought I'd like. Okay, I'll start now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got a finally. lot of making up to do. Mm-hmm. I figure, you know, if we were buddies for fifteen years, an hour a day, that'd be seven hours a week. That'd be twenty-eight hours a month times fifteen. You know, that's two hundred and eighty-five-four. You know, close to 400 hours, uh-huh. you know, so I got to be honest. Um, I, I don't know what to do with it uh, when I hear it from you, because see, he, he zones me out. He doesn't yeah. care. It's not that. It it's makes him uncomfortable. Doesn't care. It's because, you know, when you're like a kid and then you see your parents, they're parents, right? They're like this other being, right? They're, they know all or do all or whatever. And then you, there's a moment in your life where you're an adult and they're an adult and you realize that your parents, they're just human. They're not superheroes. Uh, and when you started showing me that you two have flaws, that like rocked my whole world because you've always been so self-confident. I said, there's no way that there could be any kind of feeling like this inside him. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to give you what you want. See? I give the guy what he wants. Mm-hmm. I know. I buy him the Lamborghini and he finds out he can't fit. You know, like what Fucking the man. shit, man. You know, see, that's what I'm talking about. You, so now I've learned that you have to pick your spots. Where to get in. So, I, again, going back to the beginning of this conversation, I want people to feel sorry for me because those are the people that win. The people, it's not It's it's not the, the, the people that got their shit together. It's not the tough guys. It's not the people that, you know, it's not the me's of the world, okay? It's the it's the Nelsons of the world. And I mm-hmm. love you, Nelson, but I'm just, I just don't subscribe. Well, I didn't subscribe to that until I came to this, you know, kind of. Epiphany. Yeah. You got to be a pussy for people to pay attention to you and like you. So I'd like to start off by saying hi. Hi. My name's Jason Bailey, and I'm a pussy, and I'm new to this world. All right. Are, are you going to start telling your um, health story today? You're going to give it a, weir- a whirl, see how that works? Oh, I did. yeah. I just did talk about it. I mean, I in the halls. I'm like... go out in the halls and talk about Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, I mean, right. we're about to leave this. Um, that's why I need you. I need you to be with me at all times. Okay. Because I don't feel comfortable by myself because I'm targeted by these yeah. people. These people are after me. I'm telling you, I'm turning into a paranoid person. And yeah, I'm not like, paranoid. You're sounding very paranoid right now. Just be with me at all times. So I need you to be with me at all times. And if you take off work again, I'm taking off work. 
Okay. Because it's fucked up that I get sick and you get off, uh-huh. but you take off and I still got to come in here. Yes. When the deal was- I think it's because you're important. I'm not important, though. You're the most important person. Because Your name's in the lines. Yeah. I, I, well, no. The Bailey show. Bailey got to be here that, for the show to go on. That, that's not true. That's why I, I put this show together because I wanted to be surrounded by people that I know- could do the show while I was not here, so the, the listeners could have a live show. Mm-hmm. When I was in Atlanta, I didn't couldn't do that because I worked with an idiot, and 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 so you guys are not. No, you know, so we've done a show a, without you before. I know, and it sounds great. It sounds great. It sounds great. You know, it sounds better without me. To be honest, better. With you. Come on, <laughs> don't start that. I feel sorry for him. That was the nicest thing we've ever had him recorded saying, though. For you know sure. what I mean? For like, sure. oh my god, Agreed. yes. Do what? He's what? said that behind closed doors before, but he's never said that in front of a microphone. What? 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 About how that you value us and think that we're talented enough to carry the show on when you're not around. Yeah, and that's part of me now lying, right? If, I, <laughs> yeah. if you guys can believe yeah. this stuff, I'm really, See? really good. Thank you. And you wonder I why I don't have. It. You wonder why I don't know what to do with uh, him opening up to me. <laughs> You don't know if you sell it to show. Everything's a goddamn work. <laughs> Everything's a fucking work, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know, it's bullshit that nobody believes me just because I'm good at what I do and I'm a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. The liar. Mr. Jones. Like, do you think that people call George Lucas a liar? You know? or Not once. You know, like any storyteller. You know, Stephen mm-hmm. King? Do nope. they? You know, No. They believe them. Why don't people Bob believe Ross. me? But what? Did you say Bob Ross? Yeah, the painter guy. He, t- yeah, he tells like, a story with his paintings. But he doesn't verbally tell stories. Well, what? You get what I'm saying? People believe it. No, like you believe him because Mr. Rogers. How about that? If literally he draws a tree, it's a. He's not lying. To you. <laughs> it's really a tree. I don't know. That Mr. just gave Rogers? me vibes. You can't be a lying painter. <laughs> Are you just saying famous names? No, I'm saying people Paul that Revere. I would believe the things they said. <laughs> well, hey, hold on. Paul Revere, that story's bullshit. Not for some reason, not too many people know. Like oh. the, the Paul Revere story is the one that we're told uh-huh. is nowhere near the truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to trigger you on Paul Revere. I didn't know you're so passionate about Paul Revere. And and now now I'm a little frustrated because I don't remember the real story. <laughs> but it was like three dudes, not just Paul. Oh, it's like it's like a whole it's like like it's way off the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> don't know about it. Bob Ross, Bob, she's fucking Bob Ross. You think those trees are happy? Bullshit. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> all those miserable. trees were miserable. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they were dropping branches and all kinds oh, of shit. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Ross. I stand behind it. <laughs> I sure do. I don't take it back. Like out of all the names, she she's gonna be like Tupac, Biggie, right. you know, yes, storytellers, people that had something to say. Anybody, a fucking guy that never talks. <laughs> well, he did. I guess he did. He walked us through it, but <laughs> he did. His paintings told his stories. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? This isn't real paint. <laughs> <laughs> this fro, not real. <laughs> Trees, not happy. No, 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 no. Canvas, not real. None of it. None of it. Just one big fucking Bob Ross liar. <laughs> She's crying. <laughs> we got her to cry. That's when we end the podcast when one of us cries. <laughs> like happy cries. So, anyway. Going to start, you know what? Here's the other thing. You said, you know, at this age, bring up, you know, like you can start doing this shit now, right? 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know physically if I could start doing heavy drugs because you have to look at what do I have to carve out about 10 years, right? Yeah, you got to ramp up into the real heavy stuff. Right. So I can't just become a drug addict. Uh-uh. I have to go through these different trials to get there. You can get well, it done in about a year, Well, why even start with drugs? Just be an alcoholic. That's easier to do. I, I, I've tried. I swear to God. You already go to, like, the casinos and stuff, so just drink a little bit more. I, I try. I can't. My body rejects it. Let me tell you, back in the 90s, my when my first, I got my first place to myself, I had this cool little 810-square-foot condo. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And I, I, I didn't really have a patio, but I... You know, it was on the first floor. It was like an old motel, so mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. But and there was a courtyard out front, so I had like little chairs out in front. Now again, I'm in, I'm 21, 22 years old, so I would try to drink by myself. I wanted to be an alcoholic. Like I was trying to be an alcoholic when I was younger, and I tried to start. <laughs> so I would take, I get beers, and I would go outside, and I would drink by myself, and I would hope somebody'd walk by and say. Oh, you shouldn't do that at a young age. Drink, you know, like one of those conversations. Mm-hmm. One, no one ever walked by, and two, like after one beer, I was sleepy. I couldn't do it anymore. Oh you know what? I have the same problem. I can't really drink normally more than two drinks because number one, I have to be thirsty to drink, and I'm not very thirsty most of the time, and I can't do it. Even when I try to do it, because I want to be cool and get a little buzz with people, I can't. You know, I just. This podcast is brilliant. I mean, we're like, I'm learning a lot about myself right now. I figured out why I'm so perfect and I regret it. Why? Oh, God. It, and I hope that doesn't come across as as arrogant when I say it doesn't, that. Not even a little bit. Okay. Because you know what I mean when I say yeah. perfect. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody, but I'm just mm-hmm. better than those that are. You just don't have flaws. Right. right. It's it's the the lack of flaws mm-hmm. that makes me perfect. So I, don't, I just don't want that to come across as arrogant by anybody. Because um, that's not my intentions at all. I'm trying to not be so perfect. So just I'm trying to, if you understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But I, I here's here's I figured out what the problem is. What is it? The one thing that I get beat up on the most. I'm not going to ask you what it is because you'll probably say something that's not right, not the right answer. It's going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not. <laughs> is my OCD, right? Right. Okay. That's but what I was going to say. Don't, so why'd you say right like that? <laughs> why did you say right like that? When she stretches a word for a good uh-huh. eight minutes, you know she's yep. full of shit. You know it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Your old CD. Gotcha. <laughs> One of the things I get uh-huh. beat up the most about is my OCD. Mm-hmm. That does. Having the OCD problem that I have doesn't allow me to do the drugs, doesn't allow me to be depressed, doesn't allow me to drink the alcohol huh. to to a point where I could become an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and it doesn't definitely doesn't allow me to go to jail because I my days are so well timed, regimented, regimented, and I've mm-hmm. got to do certain things. Can you imagine if I drank too much or OD'd or passed out because of drugs? And I missed going to the gym or I missed watching Criminal Minds. Uh Oh, my God. Head explode. You Mm -hmm. can watch Criminal Minds on drugs, by the way. 
Well, I'm sure you can, but I choose not to watch it that way. You can watch a, almost anything on drugs. But yeah. I would miss it from all that. My point is I'd miss these things. You if would. I were depressed, do I really want to go to the gym? No. No. I want to sit home and eat food and be and be lazy and watch Criminal Minds, but right, right, right. I couldn't do the other things. No, you could not. You will be thrown completely off, and when you're thrown off from one thing, that ruins your entire day. So in order to be a perfect person... You should have OCD, and I don't know if that's something that can be learned, taught, or what. I'm going. I'm quitting this fucking job today, and I'm going to open up OCD teaching classes. Oh, and teach huh. other people how to be OCD. Oh my god! You figured it out. Now, how does this explain like Howie Mandel then? Well, he's got a different type of OCD. Oh, he got the drug-inducing o- OCD. No, no. Well, no. He's his is the cleanliness thing. Oh, and the touching and the rituals and this. Right. I mean, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of me, mm-hmm. my OCD, but I'm not he he's one of those the, the cleanliness freak guys. Right, germaphobe. Germ germaphobe. Right, 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 right. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a different type. But he he never did drugs or alcohol. Yeah, he did. Howie Ma- Howie Mandel had a pretty substantial drug problem. Oh, did he really? I thought he did, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz that's how he used to manage his OCD. Really? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was like debilitating to him and then he like took drugs and then was able to like cope. Because when you're so fucked up, then you can get past the like touching thing. Like you can just see past it because you're so focused on being fucked up. Well, the also a lot has to do with the job, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. job if you allow it in which I have will drive you absolutely crazy. Absolutely sure. crazy. Absolutely nuts, right? Um being a comedian, stand-up comedian. Uh-huh. And Look, I've got a lot of friends that have been doing that for decades, and some of them went through hell. Uh, some of them have been able to, you know, skirt any disasters. But that is a very, very—I don't want to say sad, but isolated occupation. Yes, you know, unless you occupy your—you got to think. You've got shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You've got two shows Friday night. Mm-hmm. You're done by midnight-ish, but you still have adrenaline, especially if you have a good show. If you have a bad show, you just want to crawl up in a ball and go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. Saturday, you're going to have three shows. Sunday, you're going to have two shows or three shows, right? And it's, you know, for a lot of these comedians, almost the same act, unless you're like an Ian Bag that changes it up all the time. And so you're just repeating. It's like Groundhog Day every night. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe you'll pick up gigs during the week here and there, but you have to occupy, like, how long do you sleep? Where are you right. at? Do you have, if you want to work out, or do you want to go to the, like, what do you do? Do you have a loved one? Do you have kids? How do, you know, you miss a birthday. Like, I couldn't even imagine that life. Right. You know? I could do it older in life, like, pull, like, uh, Phil Hartman, you know? Like, I mean, he just skyrocketed. He didn't really go through the, the, the mm-hmm. all the stuff. But, you know what I mean? Like, get into the business at, like, my age. And then right. take my wife with me out on the road, sell off all our possessions, and just travel uh-huh. and do one of those. That'd be fun. But at a young age, upcoming comedians, I feel I don't feel bad for them. I just feel for them. Right. You know, it's just it's one of those jobs. But the my point is the job will make you this way. Rock I stars. Can see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rock stars. You see it with rock stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you start to see more and more people are going. You know what? I don't care about the money. It's not about the money, which that means you got to put your ego aside, which is very difficult for most people, hand raised, sure, you know, and say, okay, it's not worth the headache anymore. It's not worth, it's not worth that state of mind. I said that when I got blown out in Atlanta and I started the podcast, happiest I'd ever been that year, and you know, come back to it, and you know, to be continued. But like 
<clears throat> then you have that internal fight with yourself of going, well, look, I had this conversation with me and I said this to me. Now I'm lying to me. And that's a whole different world when you lie to you. When you lie uh-huh. to yourself. Right. Absolutely. Whole different world. Absolutely. You know, so anyway, I can promise you to finish things up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try heavy drugs. No, you're okay. not. I Don't am. say I promise you. I am. And I'm okay, gonna... what's the first heavy drug you're going to try? Because I want to see it. I'm going to sniff something up your nose. No, I'm going. Yeah, that's probably start with that. Uh, well, okay. Cocaine. Yeah, okay. I would start. That's a good entry level for you. Okay, I'm going to do cocaine. When? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do cocaine on Saturday. On Saturday. What time? time to, that's a good time. I need to, do to be it there. I want to see this with my own two eyes. Oh, he's going to be going a mile a minute. Can you imagine how like no. he's, he'll be bouncing off? He'd be bouncing off the walls. I I'm playing going to play in a poker tournament Saturday, and oh, I'm going good to luck. halfway through the poker tournament take some as we call them bumps. Really? Eight. You're going to do some bumps? Where are you going to do these bumps out? On my hand. you just oh. right at the table in front of everybody. So you know, most people don't have cocaine in a tiny jar with a lid like they show on movies, right? Most of the time it's in, like, the sweaty corner of, like, a Ziploc bag that somebody's torn off. Mine is, like, in the movies. Mm, gotcha. Clean. <laughs> Clean. Clean. And, and if I don't do it at 2 o'clock on Saturday, I'm going to do it at 8.30 at night. Mm. Why 8.30? Two o'clock. I don't know. I just made those numbers up. <laughs> I just know that like once, once you develop the big drug problem you have, the good thing about you is your intervention will be very easy because you'll be the only drug addict on a schedule. So we'll just take out all the schedule entries that say do drugs and your intervention will be over. Well, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to try to keep with it. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep with it. You got to put you got to put in the effort, man. You know what I mean? I'm going to do my best. And then uh, I'm going to work on being depressed. Mm-hmm. So that's, they usually go hand in hand. Like after you've been high a few times, and then the lows that happen after you've burned out all the dopamine. If you want to fast track uh, depression, skip cocaine, go right to ecstasy. That's an idea. Well, yeah, lucky, lucky that might make you cheat on your wife too, though. Lucky for me, no, it's hard. It's real hard to get it up on ecstasy. Well, I no. thought that's what people want to do, just hump on People want to hump, but like it's hard for guys to get it up on ecstasy. Mm. That's, you know, that's hard like, for me to get it up without ecstasy. Right. <laughs> it's like super whiskey dick. Yeah, well, it doesn't. No, no girl wants this. I haven't been hit on no. in years. So, uh, well, the Except good news, in the car a year ago. The good news, that's right, the girl in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The good news is the depression thing. I already started it. So nice. I tried it like about a week ago, and I, uh-huh. and I like it. So, uh, yeah. so I'm going to add, so I, I kind of like the entry level to the depression. Uh-huh. We call it depress. And so Depra. uh, we're going to try to get the shin out of it and then uh, add a little cocaine to the mix. Mm-hmm. Wash the cocaine down with some whiskey. Got yep. you. And you'll have the on. Yes. The whiskey <clears throat> is going to help me dark liquor, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. dark liquor the depression. Yep, yep, yep. And then um, they're going to figure out something to go to jail. And then anyone who's had like a bad cocaine problem knows that there's a fun game you get to play with whiskey or whiskey specifically, but any alcohol and cocaine. And that's you get a little too drunk. You do some cocaine. It takes the drunk away. You get a little too high on the cocaine. You do a little more drinking. And then it's a fun balancing act. And that should help kind of help your OCD as well. It's something you can obsess about. And pull the cocaine out. At the poker table, that will get you to jail fast. I would not do that, right? I would. You're gonna want to go to the bathroom to on that fast. one. He said he wants to go to jail, so I'm telling him how to get there. Oh yeah, that'll get you to jail right away. Yeah, but if I go to jail, I'm going to jail for something cool. 
some weight. You, you don't go want rob just a, a little bag. No. So here's the thing. So you know, obviously, not everybody listens to the BS Uncensored podcast. Not yet. So just posts. Uh, somebody wants to start a thread on the social media. Listen to the BS and just posts what I should do to go to jail for. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I love shit like that. <laughs> so uh, you can do a hashtag like, you know, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just let me know what I should go to jail for. Okay. I'm thinking uh, as much as I want to do something good to go to jail for it, that's going to give me kind of an out. I don't want to do something. I've got to do something so I've got to do something bad enough that people are going to feel sorry for me like I need help. Okay. Like punching a homeless guy is not going to work. That's no. just nope. being a dick, right? So I've got to do something. I don't want to drink and drive because I don't want to hurt anybody else. Um, you know, so I got to find something that's bad, shocking, way out of character, but to the point where we need to check on this guy. Wellness call. Mm. See what I'm screaming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No ideas top ahead. No, I'm. I'm just... Well, you just said you don't want to hurt anybody, so manslaughter's out. I was like, manslaughter's nice because depending on how it came about, it could be like someone that was close to you and they accidentally died, and it was your fault. You know, then people are going to feel bad for you. Yeah, I don't. I can't do a manslaughter thing. That sticks with you. It's kind of like carbs. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the cocaine will help that. <laughs> yes, I just made the brilliant analogy of manslaughter and carbs. And yes. Carbs. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I had to say for today. Okay. Um, I thought it was very therapeutic. Sounded like it was. I thought we learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. Um, Boom. You're gonna start being depressed using some drugs. Uh, I have to now walk around closely with you every day, um, and I learned that. I don't want people to feel sorry for me, so learned a lot today. Learned a lot? Yep. Hmm. Nelson, you learn a lot? Uh, I didn't learn anything, but I do know that we need to hurry this up because I got a fuck party that's about to kick off here in about five minutes. So. <laughs> we call it the Adam Screwdriver. <laughs> Damn, that's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, give us a like, share, follow, at listen to the BS, share the podcast. Hopefully, uh, I'll get everything worked out here in the next couple of weeks. I'm getting ready to launch a new podcast with my wife. Just bought the URL. Honey, I raised the kids. That should be very interesting, but more therapeutic than anything else. I got to tell you, our house needs it right now. It is all about being empty nesters or about (laughs) to. We're going to have to get some experts on this one. Nelson, I might need some help uh, booking people, right? All right, look, uh, have yourself a great, safe rest of your week. Uh, Super Bowl on Sunday, whenever you listen to this. Don't be out there crazy drinking and driving. Don't even get behind the wheel of a car, right? I always tell you that. I lost too many friends like that, so please don't do that. Uh, And again, share the uh, podcast information until next time. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. TheBaileyShow.com Now, get out of here.